Hey, Chipper Charlies, welcome to Painting Pictures. You're tuning into the number one podcast blaster machine, man. This is Gabriel Roberts, aka Dr. Wacky Backy, coming to you on a chilly Monday evening from Paonia, Colorado, where I've got a fire going and I've got some Christmas lights flashing. Not the best scenario. I've never been a fan of flashing Christmas lights. And I just want to say I did not purchase flashing Christmas lights intentionally. I'm not an idiot. Um, I don't like flashing Christmas lights. I don't know if I'm more upset with people that buy flashing Christmas lights or the people that make flashing Christmas lights. I suppose they're both equally at fault but flashing christmas lights bad christmas lights are are bad enough but bad flashing christmas lights oh boy that's 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 about as bad as it gets um but these ones are on my little tiny tree that i have here a little little tiny charlie brown christmas tree and um it's from it's from it's a local tree it's from right here in colorado it's a little um, it's a, um, it's an evergreen tree of some sort. Uh, I can't tell you much more about it because, uh, I don't know. Um, it's got flashing lights. So it's got a strand of colored lights, which that's really my favorite thing is for a tree to just be decorated with a lot, a myriad of, of colored lights and, Maybe a couple of ornaments, but really, I think the tree is most beautiful without the ornaments. Uh, I think the ornaments tend to look tacky. Um, and definitely no tinsel. No tinsel, no strudel, okay? Well, these lights are flashing now. I don't know what happened to one... Bot the bottom end of the strand is on the fritz, and it's, it's flashing away, and I don't really know what to do about it. And... Um, all I have is more white lights, which I could put over it. Um, and I, I guess I'm, I'm just sort of amazed that I'm abiding by this, that I'm sitting here um, being flashed at in my own house. In my own house, there's a strand of lights flashing at me. Wow, I really I need to turn my mic down a little bit or sit back. I'm just going to turn it down. There you go. Is that better? Sorry, guys. Don't mean to be uh, shouting in your ear, drums. Boy, so here we are in December, and the holiday season is upon us. And radio stations around the country are going from bad to worse. <laughs> what once was just a bad radio station is now terrible. Because before it was playing soft rock that is uh, occasionally listenable. Listenable? Listeningable? Listenable listenable occasionally listenable now it's playing 24 7 christmas music and how many christmas songs are there folks there's about 40 that's what my friend said today there are about 40 christmas songs and so these radio stations around the country are are pumping out um an endless rotation of these 40 songs and it they're being tuned into and Again, I don't know who to hate more. <laughs> the people running these radio stations have decided now is the time to destroy our minds and our barrage the American psyche with awful, chintzy, cheap holiday music. Does anybody really like it? So do I hate the radio stations more or do I hate the people that actually listen to it? I don't know how many people actually listen to it. I think that... Um, there's a lot of, a lot of retail operations that somehow in their claws, when they made the deal with the devil, it included playing Christmas radio for the month of December. I'm going to pause and eat a, uh, ants on a log celery snack. I'm not going to pause the recording. That would be far too professional. So it's December. I hope you're not forced to. My friend who knows that there are 40 Christmas songs knows this because 
If you had to work in a retail store that played <laughs> Christmas radio, does anybody like it? Does anybody like it? Does anybody like these songs? Um, you know, Christmas Carol is one thing. That's sort of all right. It's festive. It's people in your community out in front of your house singing to you. I mean, that's really great, actually. It doesn't get much better than that. But these Christmas songs, these produced puke, puke songs, I don't think they're helping. I think they're really hurting society. I, I think that they're um, they're dumbing society down because no one really likes it, but they're like, it's, it's somehow is something that, despite nobody actually liking it, has gotten incredibly widespread. Like margarine, for example. That's a terrible example. But there are other things that are just being forced down the gullet of the American people by the powers that be, or by the Christmas elves. Maybe it's Santa Claus. Maybe it's gosh darn Santa Claus is behind all of this. Anyway, wherever you are this December, I hope you're not having to be barraged by that music. And I hope you're not trying to fill a Christmas shopping list. Boy, I hope you don't have a dozen people you got to come up with gifts with. And then you have to put yourself in places where you might have to listen to this music. I had to hear it today in a Thai food restaurant. Fortunately, it was quiet. It was in the background and... Um, I w- the food was great, and the atmosphere otherwise was impeccable. Impeccable, I tell you. And I could look out at the at the snow falling on the trees. And boy, is it pretty. Uh, this is like my first winter as a Charlie Brown Christmas elf, and I'm really enjoying it so far. <clears throat> well, that's that's a bit of an overstatement. I'm uh, I'm getting by, folks. Uh, one thing I do like is snow and the way it looks on trees. And uh, you have to go up a little bit out of town in Paonia proper. The snow don't stick. It falls, but it just slushes and doesn't stick. So you got to go a little outside town, a little up in the elevation. But boy, when you see some lovely big old trees, bare but dusted in snow, ooh, yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that is pretty. It's all right. What about me? I know you're wondering. Well, here I am in Paonia. Um, I'm slogging it out. My toe's getting better. I did yoga yesterday for the first time since ramming a steel rod into my toe. So my toe's on the mend. Um, I'm still dealing with this congestion. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I'm all that congested. It's been four weeks now, folks. Four weeks. What the fuck? I've been sleeping. I've smoked probably three spliffs over that time. Okay, that's less than one spliff a week. No cigarettes. I haven't smoked a single cigarette. Uh, I've, I've drank alcohol on like three nights. Okay, so this is like a once a week sort of a deal where I'm partaking in... Smoking and drinking. I'm very moderate. I have you know. Okay. Totally moderate. Okay. Okay. Are you with me? Uh, lemon water up the wazoo. Not actually up the wazoo. Maybe that's what I need to do. I mean, I don't know what to do. I, I've got the lemon water going. I've been sleeping. I've been going to bed early. You know, not staying up late watching movies. No, no sir. I'm in bed every night by 10 o'clock. Sleeping fairly well, drinking a lot of fluid. I started taking vitamin D. Okay. I'm taking vitamin D. I'm also taking vitamin G, which is garlic. <laughs> vitamin G. It's just garlic. <laughs> oh, man. Isn't that a good one? Oh, Oh, so you're taking vitamin C and vitamin D. Well, let me ask you something, Charlie. Are you taking vitamin G? Well, I am. Now I'm I'm chomping on cloves of garlic until my tongue burns from the the burning of the garlic. I guess it's acidity. I don't know. I bought eucalyptus leaves. 
Okay, I bought dried eucalyptus leaves and I crushed them up into a little pot of boiling water. I set it on a trivet on the table. I hunker down in front of it and I drape a towel over my head and the towel and the pot. And I breathe in the eucalyptus steam. Okay? Okay, Charlie? I'm breathing, I'm breathing eucalyptus steam on top of it all. And I got ginger. I got ginger yesterday, so now I'm drinking ginger drinks. But still, boy, it's a little head cold. I don't know what to tell you. Um, that's just one thing I, you can't ask my advice for. Like, how do I get over a lingering head cold? Hopefully in a week I'll be able to give you the answer. And maybe it was something simple, like sticking my pinky finger up my butt. You know? Maybe that's all it took the whole time. The answer's been the answer's been right in front of me. And I've been dancing around buying eucalyptus leaves and ginger and all this time I could have just taken my tiny little pinky finger and you know, gently probed my anus. And you're telling me that would have cured my cold? Man. What are the chances? You know, what are the chances? Of course, I tried all, I tried three of my fingers and neither of them worked. I should have just kept going, I guess. Thumb didn't work. Index finger didn't work. Middle finger didn't work. I figured, you know, that's enough. But apparently I needed to just keep going. Excuse me a moment. I'm going to go stir my soup. Getting over a cold, I, I can't give you advice about. But making soup. <laughs> now, there's something I, <laughs> I know a thing or two about. Okay? Soup. <laughs> I've made some... Um, let's just say I've made some really good soup recently. Okay? <laughs> Alright, Charlie? Really good soup. Okay? And I got another one going right now. And it's all started with chili. You know, chili. And I, I used a recipe. This is back when I used recipes for soups. This is only like, I don't know, a few weeks ago. And the recipe uh, called for some bacon t- to start to really kick up the flavor a notch. And I was actually looking at the recipe to like figure out the sequence. That seems old school to me because I really think I've got it, folks. I've got the system for making soup. Uh, so... Listen up if you want to make some soup. Basically, start with onions. Onions in butter. Okay? Then add in your meat. This whole thing about, oh, brown your meat on its own, drain the fat, and set it aside in a bowl to add in later. No, thank you. Okay? Meat has fat in it, and I need that fat. I want that fat, and I want it in my soup pot, and I don't want it going anywhere else. I don't want that fat fat jumping out in the bowl and getting stuck on the bowl etc so you got your onions going in the butter and then you add in your meat and uh, you get that going so this is if you're using raw meat there's also the variation where you just cook a whole chicken this is great take a whole chicken and you just cook it you cook it boil it in a pot with some onions and some celery and some carrots whatever else you got in there You just cook that chicken until it's done, and that only takes like an hour. Take the chicken out. Wait, no, don't take the chicken out. This is the secret to moist, boiled chicken, is leave the chicken in and just take the pot off the stove. This takes a long time. So this is like a whole process for just cooking the chicken. Set it aside, let it cool in its juices, okay? Maybe at once it's cooled for a half hour, you take it out and pour some of the juice on it. But whatever you do, don't start tearing your your freshly boiled chicken apart. Let it sit for a little bit and let it, the juices collect and cool inside of it. Okay, then you've got stock. And stock is, is the key to all soup. You have to have stock. If you have no stock, you have no soup, my friend. And a wonderful stock substitute, if you don't have your homemade chicken stock, is bouillon. <laughs> bouillon, baby! Better than bouillon! 
My dear friend left town and left me, amongst other wonderful food items, two jars of better than bouillon. Boy, these bouillon babies, bootalicious. You got the beef one and you got the chicken one. You can also get the vegetable one, though. I guess that would be for vegetarians. So you've got chicken and you've got beef, and it's ready-made stock. You set a pot of water on the stove to boil, and then you put in a spoonful of the bouillon. And voila, you have stock. Chicken stock or beef stock. Excuse me, I need to I need to blow my nose. I can scald these. The juices are flying. Uh, I also should probably get some tissues. I've just been using this stack of napkins. And... Um, I think the tip of my nose is getting a little bit dry. I think I think the napkins are a little bit rough. Okay, back to just a more general making of soup description. Is you start with your onions because you want those to get I don't know you just want those to get cooked nicely a little bit longer than your other things. Onions, meat. Uh, maybe maybe garlic at this point, and then spice it. I like to spice it right then and there. Once you're in that initial stage, a good spicing of salt and pepper, and maybe some cayenne pepper. Uh, maybe oh, that's really about it for my money. It's just the salt and pepper. Get it in there at that point. Then add in your meat. If you got your meat going, your meat's going. Say you've got some ground beef. You get that cooking and you get all the, that nice fat moving around in there. Once that's browned, then you can add in any vegetables you want, folks. Anything you want. You got carrots, throw them in there. Celery, cabbage, cabbage, um, Charlie Chaplin fruit, <laughs> uh, Buddha hand. <laughs> that's actually a fruit. Hmm, <laughs> Buddha hand. Hmm. <laughs> This is delicious. Is this is this the hand of the Buddha? Hmm. Uh, what else? Uh, peppers. Phew, great idea. Put the peppers in there. Um, I don't know. Zucchini. Uh, whatever you got. Uh, chop it up. Throw it in at, at this stage. And at this stage, you've got a little bit of fat from your meat, or maybe you just got butter. And uh, your onions have already kind of been goldenized and cooked, sweated out a little bit. And garlic, lots of garlic, gotta have garlic. And then you're just moving that around with the salt and the pepper. Meanwhile, get your stock going. And then after about five minutes of cooking all the vegetables together, remember the the vegetables are going to cook in the stock. The only things that you really need to saute are the meat and the garlic and the onions. Unless you want things with that that sautéed flavor, but pretty much everything's just going to cook in the stock. So then you got your stock, and you pour that in over the top of everything. You bring it up to a simmer, and you cook it for as long as you can wait to eat it, Charlie. As long as you can sit there and watch that pot of soup cook without pouring it down your hungry mouth and that's what i'm doing right now and that's one of the reasons i'm recording this podcast because i'm really hungry and i started the soup late okay sorry 9 15 uh i want to eat the soup but i want to let it cook a little bit because otherwise i won't know if it's good or not and this is a little bit of a confused soup i've got going on here because it's using beef and it's using chicken bouillon even though i have beef bouillon it's because i bought another jar of chicken bouillon today and so in my mind, I think, well, I'd better just use the chicken bouillon because I have more of it in reserve. Now, the jar of bouillon is, what, $5? And it has 38 servings in it? It's a great deal, by the way. Don't go buying boxes of stock. Just get bouillon. They're better than bouillon. Anyway, so I've got, it's a beef soup, but it's got chicken broth. And I'm um, just a little concerned that it's going to be confusing. But I remember from a chili recipe that it called for chicken stock. Okay, and <laughs> beef chili. So that's what I'm. That's where I got this crazy idea. Boy, what a little rant, huh? Jesus.
take it down a notch here. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get well. I'm trying to take care of myself. Okay. Okay, Charlie. <laughs> I really am. It's this funny thing where I'm, I've always been hypersensitive about my health, I think. Um, I mean, that's, that's not really true. At a certain point, I, I started to take care of myself. For a while, I was young, and I never really got sick, and I recovered incredibly quickly from any sort of injury or illness, where I really just did as much as I could. Oh, and my parents, and mostly my mom, kept me from doing things that would kept me from getting sick and getting hurt, like any good mother would. So then... Um, I basically just pushed the boundary as much as I could, always stayed up as late as I could, always ate as much sugar as I could, um, but I had that, you know, boundary to keep me in check and keep me healthy, uh, and then if I did get sick, I would just enjoy it because it meant that I got to lie on the couch and watch movies, <laughs> and then at a certain point, I had to take responsibility for my own health, and since I've done that, I'm pretty good goddamn picky about what I eat and I'm pretty gosh darn conscientious about getting to bed on time and people have called me an old man for my habits of taking care of myself well so here I am having taken care of myself quite well for the past few weeks and I'm still sick and you know what it does is it makes me mad it makes me angry I don't know who I'm angry at but um, I have this feeling that if I if I take care of myself, then I should be well. And if I'm depriving myself of indulgences such as lots of coffee or lots of chocolate chip cookies or lots of spliffs or lots of late nights partying, Okay, if I okay, Charlie, if I'm depriving myself, denying myself those things in the interest of health, then I should get better, damn it. Because if I'm not going to get better, then fuck it. I might as well just go roll up a big fat doobie and stay up all night watching highlights of FC Barcelona and drink huge pot of coffee every morning. Now, I don't really want to do that, but it's this funny thing that I just, I, I have this expectation of health, and my only response to this lingering thing is anger, and I realize that I need to change that, and I think I probably need to get to a place of acceptance of what it is, and love for my body in its, in its fight that it's waging right now against the evil virus i better take a break god you guys must be exhausted are you looking for a great gift for the holidays for that special someone Something that you can wrap up in delicious little crinkly wrapping paper with stars and bows and put a little note card on that says, To Charlie from Santa. Well, there's two options for you. Okay? Forget about going to the bookstore. Your option number one is head on down to Grandpa's Cheese Barn. Somewhere in Ohio, there's a place called Grandpa's Cheese Barn, and there you can get all kinds of old stinky cheeses. Why, Grandpa's got cheeses that have been sitting around for 50 years. Big old wheels of cheeses. And they taste great. And Grandpa will be there himself to cut up that cheese and feed it to you so you can sit there and chew his cheese while you chew your cheese and you all can talk about cheese. So head on down to Grandpa's Cheese Barn somewhere in northeastern Ohio and get yourself some cheese. Another option is to buy a piece of original artwork by yours truly, Gabriel Roberts. Go to GabeRobertsArt.com and click on the art page. And there you'll find a number of images of paintings that I've done. 
click on an image, it'll load up, and you'll have a little caption down there. If you see an A, a lowercase A, means that painting is available and for sale, and I'll give you a good deal. Send me an email at gaberobertsart at gmail.com. Um, I'll put it in a beautiful, recycled, handmade redwood frame and package it up beautifully and ship it to you in time for Christmas. Maybe, depending on when you're listening to this. So that's a, another gift idea if you don't get out to Grandpa's Cheese Barn. All right, folks, back to the podcast. I recently updated the operating system on my Macintosh computer. I now have OS X Yosemite. Do they have to pay somebody? Who did they have to pay to get to use Yosemite? Is that just fair game? You can just use Yosemite? Just like you can use the American military in any ad campaign you want? No, it's fine. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Use that to make money. Great. Use a national monument. Somebody should get paid for that and somebody good. You know? Somebody like Teddy Roosevelt, whoever is like him, most like him alive today, should get that money. You shouldn't be able to just use Yosemite. That's sacrilegious to me. I don't like that. Um, another thing I don't like, well, at first I didn't like, was the new logos. Everything became real boxy. I don't know if you guys have seen this. It's like, whoa, we're going back to just sharp angles. Remember the the 2010s, it was all about Web 2.0 and the rounded edges. Everything was rounded, and that was slick and modern. Well, that train has left the station. Now we're back to boxies, boxiness, sharp edges. And at first, I didn't like it. I didn't like the logos. I didn't like that the new iTunes logo was red or icon. I didn't like how all the folders had the sharp edges to them. But in the back of my mind, I thought, oh, boy, I'm probably going to start. I'm going to probably like this in a few weeks. And sure enough... I like it. <laughs> okay. I like it. I like the way it looks. Um kind of I kind of like it better than the old one and I feel kind of cool. I kind of like how the folders look. Okay? I kind of like the whole feel to it. Okay, I kind of like OSX Yosemite. <laughs> but what I don't like definitely is this whole updates thing. Now, when your computer interrupts you <laughs> and says, hey, look at me, stop what you're doing, here's something you need to pay attention to, you should be able to immediately say, shut the fuck up, computer, I'm trying to work here, stop interrupting me. There should be a little X you can click that just, boom, silences that puppy, because your computer is your computer, is a machine that works for you. Well, with the whole update thing, you can't just exit out. You can either click, this is in general with the update things, and I'm also thinking about Adobe products like Flash and Acrobat that prompt you with these incessant updates. And this is all, as soon as we <clears throat> got Wi-Fi and we're continuously connected to the internet, this is everything's gone to shit. I mean, we're, we're losing ground in terms of control over our own computers. Well, so a little update window pops up, and you can either click update now, which is what they want you to do, but nobody wants to do that because, oh, that's right, you were actually working on something, or you were actually watching a really important YouTube video, and you don't want to deal with that right now. You don't have the bandwidth to deal with that right now. So then the other option, which most people choose i'm gonna say 99 percent of people choose is remind me later aka shut the fuck up computer great button great euphemism remind me later that's <laughs> we can put that to use in everyday conversation if somebody asks you to do something you don't want to just say hey charlie why don't you remind me later <laughs> oh, i like that like that quite a bit. Well, thanks to OSX Yosemite, you, it's no longer so simple. 
I'm going to read you what the new options are. The, the options are um, restart. Okay, it's, so the pop-up reads, do you want to restart? Oh, it says updates available. Available, okay? That doesn't mean that they have already been downloaded and now you just need to install them. It means that you have the option to download them. But it's not really giving you an option. Like, do you want to install... Okay, I'm just going to tell you what it is. It says, updates available. Do you want to restart to install these updates now or try tonight? Whoa, 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 whoa. Tonight? What are you, sweet-talking me, computer? What, are you going to ask me out on a date? Tonight? What, what, what do you want to know if I like red wine or white wine? Are you trying to seduce me, computer? Tonight? What does tonight have to do with it? Since when do you have any sense of time? Or since when do you care if I'm awake or asleep or if it's my daytime? You're a computer. You're supposed to do the same fucking thing, the same processes. <coughs> 24-7. You, have no, you should not have a sense of time. And morning, and I don't want you getting involved with my day and my schedule, okay? Try tonight. Fuck off. Do you want to restart to install these updates now or try tonight? Now, to restart, you, I haven't clicked that, obviously. <laughs> I haven't tried clicking that. I don't know what happens. My guess is it tells you to close out all of your applications and plug in your computer, and and make sure... No, plug it in. It tells you, close everything, plug me in, make sure I've got good power source, and make sure I've got a good connection to the internet. Okay? That's what I need. Give me that. Give me... Plug me in. Give me that juice. I need a good connection and strong power so I can do everything that I want to do. That's what your computer's saying to you right there. Try tonight. So I think if you click restart, it's going to tell you to close all your applications, plug it into a power source, make sure you're connected to the internet, and then it's going to spend however long it takes to download whatever these updates are. Now, of course, it's going to prompt you to download 27 updates when you don't need any of them. It's like a fucking mechanic that gives you an $800 suggested repairs bill when you just need a new air filter. Oh, but everything has to be up to date. Everything has to be. You always have to have the latest version because how else are we going to control your minds if we can't constantly be feeding you the newest thing? <clears throat> how are we going to maintain our, our tap into your brains if we can't always be pushing the newest thing on you? Whenever we get a new idea for better controlling you, we need to instantly be able to Force it all the way into your life as far as we can, and it needs to be that needs to be an assumed uh, given. Okay, you need to accept the fact. <laughs> you need to accept the fact that your computer is connected to something uh, that you have no control over and uh, has a mind of its own, and you you need to accept that. Okay, this is not a machine that works for you. I don't know. Maybe I'm taking this too far. I'm going to just go back to reading the, your options. Okay, so your options are restart or later. Now, later isn't just a button like it used to be. Remind me later. Shut the fuck up, computer. Later is now a drop-down menu. Okay, so already we're adding another layer here. You hit the drop-down menu, and now you have to choose between in an hour. <laughs> like, oh, um... Gosh, computer, I didn't... You needed an update? Oh, geez. Um, can you give me an hour? Is that all right? Is that all right if I go on living my life for an hour? And then I promise I'll plug you in and update you. Fuck you, in an hour. And you know, so this is just reminding you. It's like, um, we're going to keep putting this up here and you're just... You're just a stupid procrastinator is what you are. It's like making you feel like 
an idiot for being the type of person that always hits remind me later. It's like, we're on to your little game, humans. This whole remind me later thing, that ain't going to fly anymore. Okay, we put our top engineers on figuring out how to make you feel like a worthless piece of shit for hitting remind me later. Your options are uh, in an hour or try tonight. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Um, why don't you creep into my bedroom while I'm asleep and wake me up and then ask me if, um, if I can plug you in and update you. Fuck you. In an in hour, try tonight. Or remind me tomorrow. Okay. Would you like to be put through this whole decision-making process again in an hour, tonight, or tomorrow? What's it going to be? Because we're going to be right back in your face again. No matter which one you choose, we're going to be right back. Or the fourth option, which is what they <coughs> really want you to choose, is turn on auto-update. If you see anywhere, turn on auto-update, I urge you to say no. I urge you to vote no on auto-update, folks. Chipper Charlie's across the world. Please vote no on auto-update. That's a bad place to be. That is signing away your life to the machine. Let's not go there. Oh, brother. Um, so I guess my recommendation is to just keep saying, remind me tomorrow. That's your best up. That's your best option. you noticed the suggested text when you're composing a text message on your phone and you're tip tapping away and you go to write a word well it 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 shows a bunch of suggestions and usually after the third or fourth letter it's got the word that you're looking for and you can just click that instead of typing out the whole word well the suggested text is a word bank of, of all the words in the english language presumably have you noticed that it it pretends it's never heard the word shit. <laughs> you type in S-H-I. Okay, it should be there, right there. Shit should be there. What what are what are they trying to do? Are they trying to cl are they trying to clean up the human the the, the, the American language? What, what do they think they're gonna do? They're gonna stop us from using swear words by not giving us shit as an option? I don't understand that the thinking here that, oh, people, um, you know, if they just if they can't ha access it through their suggested text, well, they're just going to come up with other options like shoot or alligator toes. <laughs> no, people are going to choose fuck. <clears throat> Sometimes you need to say fuck in a text message or on a podcast or shit. These are words in the English language, and I'm not one that <clears throat> promotes profanity. I think that. There's a time and a place, and I think that it may be overused in our language. And I've certainly gone through phases in my life where I've overused the shit out of profanity. And it's generally in an effort to be cool. Okay, but a phone that doesn't give you that option immediately isn't going to make you want to use it less. It's probably going to have the opposite effect. And what sort of a cause is this that they're taking up? Who are these people and their moral high horses at the heads of these big techno technology companies that are saying, no, don't put those words in the, in the word bank? Okay, I understand if you give a phone to a child, maybe. But come on, people. Kids know swear words. They learn them at a very young age. And that's just life. Kids should learn... that. that that's not... That's not hurting children. Learning learning the word shit is not hurting children. If you make a big fucking deal out of it, then they're going to think that it's a big deal. And So please just allow us as adults to type shit into our text messages if we want to. You're not doing the human race a favor. You're not cleaning up. You're not purifying American society by not making shit an option in the predictive text. <laughs> it's 
stupid. In case you're wondering, my soup's coming out great. Just as I was hoping, the um, the flavor of the chicken broth, which chicken bouillon, I was worried was competing with the flavor of the beef. Well, fortunately, as I hoped, the flavor of the chicken bouillon is is fading, and the flavor of the beef that has actual meat and fat in it through the cooking is starting to come to the fore. Okay, so what we're getting is what we wanted, which is a really fucking delicious spicy beef soup, which is going to be so good. And I'll, you know, just eat a bowl of the soup and tomorrow I'll wake up and I won't have a head cold. Right? Right. Well, my dear friends, I'm going to bring this whole hodgepodge to a close. I want to tell you a little bit more about my life. Um, I've been painting more recently since I hurt my foot. And boy, has it been good. And there were a few days there. I I don't know where the heck this month has gone. But I thought that it was going to be a month where I was going to get to just paint a lot. But... Apparently, there are other things in life that take up a lot of time, like fucking grocery shopping. Okay, let's be real. That's what's killing me. Grocery shopping and thrift store shopping. Taking up all my time. But I have done gotten gotten back to the painting a little bit, and I'm working on a painting right now that I'm really excited about. It's um, from a drawing that I made this summer, a small drawing. I made numerous such small drawings, and I've always thought about making paintings out of them, and now I'm finally doing it. And it's really cool because it's it's somewhere in between painting from life, which is what I'm used to and which I can I can do pretty well. Uh, and doesn't scare me. The only thing about painting from life that scares me is complexity, and like really complex shit. That's just like, oh fuck, how am I gonna paint that? But what scares me about totally abstract painting is much scarier. Not having anything to look at and trying to come up with something from your mind or your memory. That's a scary place for me to be. Well, working from these drawings is kind of a nice medium because I have something to work with. I have some definition of space already from the drawing, um, but then the whole color is completely up to me, completely from my memory. And then also interesting to work with line because you've got the lines of the drawing, and that line can be either a line of paint with a brush or it can be an edge of two colors. So, there you go. There's a little painting update for you. Uh, I've also been doing some construction work. Um, I got a pair of steel-toed boots today at the thrift store for six bucks. So, and I got a tool belt, and I actually wore it seriously the other day. It took me a while to get up the guts to strap that puppy on. But I got this cool tool belt and antique shop for 12 bucks. And uh, I finally feel like I'm a legitimate enough builder man that I can wear a tool belt without feeling like a poser. And I don't have a lot of tools yet, but the guy I've been working with has lots of tools, and so I just fill up my belt. And, you know, I have my own tape measure, so I'm legit. But construction is really hard work, and um, I don't know, maybe I'm soft. (laughs) Maybe I'm a softie, but I get the feeling that uh, I really do not want to be doing construction for that much longer, uh, besides the in the capacity of, of working on my own home or working on a friend's home. I like that, but the sort of uh, labor aspect of construction is pretty brutal, and it's really dangerous, too. You have to be really on your game you have to be very conscious it's not a good job to do if you're tired i remember my when i worked in an office i could i remember once just like saying well i'm I'm gonna be hungover tomorrow and drinking and staying up late and i was i was miserably hungover the next day but i went into the office and i sat down and that was fine if i were to show up to work on a job site in the cold hungover, I would probably die. 
because I just I just wouldn't be able to do it. Uh, point is, it's hard work. It takes a lot of energy and effort, and I'm acutely aware, thanks to this contrast of having a few days where I was painting, and painting takes energy, uh, and then working construction for a few days. I realize how much it it takes out of you, and that if you had to do that for a living, uh, that would be. I mean, a lot of guys are doing it. And I just, I feel for them. I think that, I think that construction workers should be paid more than they are, which is kind of tough because it's already incredibly obscenely expensive, you know, to put an addition on your home or something or build a house. So there's got to be a better way to do it. And the other thing about construction, oh, well, back to the, the original point is this contrast. And what I'm aware of right now is, um, how much energy it takes to to work a full day of construction and and how much of an awesome painting could be made with that same amount of energy like every whatever 8 or 9 hour day of construction work if i were to work that hard on a painting for 8 or 9 hours i would have a kick ass painting in a day but of course I can never force myself to do that because I always find distractions and the best I can do is like paint for three hours in a day or six hours, maybe. Uh, so I, I just don't want to do it. I don't, I don't want to, I, I would rather be painting and I guess that's a nice place to be. I guess that makes me feel good about myself that I am an, actually an artist that I would, I would rather be painting. And, um, I really think there's got to be a way that you guys can just start buying my paintings so that I can stop working construction, right? <clears throat> no, it's not that simple. It's more of a societal shift where people don't have to do extremely hard work in order to live. That people that have a desire to pursue something like art should be supported to do so. Um, but then who builds the homes, right? Well, I don't know. Everybody. Communities. Get together and you have work party days. Uh, and just another note about construction in general. I, it doesn't, I'm not a huge fan of the traditional American building method. With the nail, nail, nail gunning um, and all the imported plastics products for insulation and um, it's, it definitely is really cool to see a, like, brand new building come to, sh to, f to shape, into life, into form, and there's no doubt that the traditional method is really, uh, probably very cost-effective and, um, durable and, you know, well-insulated, all that stuff. But it doesn't feel all that good, you know, using a using nail gun where you're just shooting nails and you miss some nails and they just stay there and then get covered up by the walls and no one ever sees them. I don't know. It feels ch cheap. It feels cheap and kind of slapdash. Um, of course, to actually build a home like piece by piece would probably take a really long time. But what if you build a small house, you know? Um, I don't know. These are just some ideas, but generally I'm, I'm just complaining about having to work really hard to, uh, make money. And I guess that's something that everybody could complain about, but I think it's a legitimate complaint. I'm not giving up on it. I don't think it's stupid. I think it's a legitimate complaint. I don't think you should have to work your fucking ass off just to make money. I think that there's something that feels great about working your ass off, but it, it only feels great if you're doing it for something you believe in 100% and you believe is, like, improving the world. And I don't know that, you know, most things don't fulfill that. And I think everybody's got probably, there's only one, there's one thing that's, like, at the top of that list of what really feels like is your thing to do and anything else sort of pales in comparison and feels sort of like a waste of time and energy well that's a somber note to end on but hey christmas is coming up 
and everything in here in Paonia is going to shut down for like a solid week, pretty much two weeks. The main cafe in town is going to be closed. Everyone's going to be leaving town. It's really wonderful uh, opportunity, and I get to leave town. I get to ride the train. I get two 25-hour train trips are in my near future um, back to Sacramento and then back again to Colorado. So I hope that you have a very Merry Christmas. I hope that you get to enjoy the solstice, which is this weekend, the 21st, a time when the night is the longest. So there's the most darkness in the world, you know, in a in a sort of directly physical sense. And uh, it's a time to, to contemplate the darkness and then to welcome in the light, because starting on the 22nd, we start marching towards summertime, baby. Woo! So that's exciting. And then, of course, the new year and... I hope that you get a chance to kick on back and eat some good food and just fucking forget about all the little things that you have to always be thinking about, about making money and about paying rent and about this and that and the other, and just let it all go for a couple of weeks. Gosh, I really hope that you have that opportunity. I'm so grateful. I have the opportunity to do it for a week. I am to take full advantage of it and make lots of cookies. Thanks for listening to this little hodgepodge. You guys are swell. Send any questions or feedback to Gabe Roberts Art, G-A-B-E-R-O-B-E-R-T-S-A-R-T at gmail.com. And um, if you really like the podcast, please leave us a good review on iTunes. And by us, I mean me. And you can go to GabeRobertsArt.com for all the information about the podcast. And there's a support page where you can donate to the podcast or find instructions for how to rate and review it on iTunes. All right. Until next time, uh, I'm going to play a little bit. Well, I probably shouldn't. I just want to tell you that Vance Joy is amazing. And if you're looking for some music, you can get his CD for $5. And it's it's a great buy. And if you need some songs to get your heart pumping in an emotional fashion, <laughs> and you know I'm all about that, then get yourself some Vance Joy. All right, my dear friends, much love. Until next time, adios.